Welcome to the Legally Speaking podcast, powered by Kasum Carr. I'm your host, Rob Hanna. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Gareth Stevenson. Gareth is the CEO and co-founder of Top 3 Legal, which is an online platform that is redefining how businesses find external lawyers to work with and how they can manage ongoing relationships informed by knowledge and trust. Gareth is also a former corporate M&A partner at Freshfields. So a very big welcome, Gareth. Hi, Rob. Thanks so much for having me on. An absolute pleasure. Before we go through all your amazing career and work to date that you've done, we do have a customary icebreaker question on the Legally Speaking podcast. So someone's been telling me you have been watching a lot of Suits since lockdown began. So I'm sure you're very prepared for this one. But on the scale of one to 10, 10 being very real, how real would you rate the hit series Suits? I probably wouldn't give it more than three. In fact, it has been a source of absolute amusement in our house because I've watched every episode now with my eldest daughter and all the way through it, every time Harvey does anything clever, she says to me, did you used to do that, Dad? And every time I've had to say, no, I've never done any of those things that made Harvey so amazing. So uh, I loved the series, but found it hugely disappointing in that respect. Yeah, I think I think most, you know, legal people have been giving it well under five based on that. But I'm impressed that you're up to speed. So let's start at the beginning, Gareth. Tell us a bit about your sort of family background and, and upbringing. Yep. So I'm from Yorkshire, originally from Leeds. And I was encouraged by my father to go into the legal profession. I had no interest in it whatsoever myself. But not having any better alternative, I decided to give it a go. So from Leeds, I went to university in Leicester and then down to law school in Guildford and onto a training contract at what was then called Speechley Bircham in London. And I soon decided that what I most enjoyed was doing M&A and there wasn't a huge amount of it at Speechley Bircham. So I was then fortunate to be qualifying in an age when Freshfields took pretty well everybody they could get their hands on as a newly qualified. So I ended up at Freshfields. Exactly. So you mentioned your father sort of suggested the law. What were you thinking then at the time as you were younger, your younger self? What did you want to be or have aspirations of? Well, as as my younger self, there were only two things that appealed to me, and that was being a professional footballer or a professional golfer. Uh, I I couldn't do much beyond those. (laughs) Are you a Leeds fan then? No, not at all. And in fact, that was another disappointment recently as well when they got promotion. I support Huddersfield Town. Ah, um, up the Terriers. Yeah, we've had a couple of years of glory, which has been great because I had a season ticket up there. So I used to take it in terms of setting my kids up to go and see them. So we've had a great couple of years, but it's now back to normal service of fighting to avoid relegation every year. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Well, we must have sort of followed each other, Gareth, because I'm actually from Leicester originally and I studied in Leeds, so the other way around. So lots of, lots of synergies. But today's yeah. about you. So I just want to talk a little bit about, well, quite a lot about Freshfields, because you had nearly 30 years there. And a lot of our listeners listening in will obviously have aspirations of wanting to sort of break into the magic circle and know more about it. So just tell us more about your time at Freshfields and your general journey with them. First and foremost, it was a a fantastic time, a fantastic firm. And I'd say the best thing about it was the quality of the people that you work with, and especially the associates. They were all so intelligent, so committed, and most importantly, wanted to have fun as well. I mean, at a firm like Freshfields, the hours are sometimes absolutely brutal. 
but you are working with fantastic people. And whenever you can have a laugh, people would want to try and do so. I love doing the deals. I got a real buzz out of doing the deals. Yeah, I would never regret my time there. I would always speak incredibly fondly of it and encourage anybody who is similarly minded to give it a go. So obviously you progressed exceptionally well right the way up to partner. I mean, what sort of tips would you give to people who perhaps wish to follow in those footsteps? Are there, are there things that they should be aware of or build on in terms of a skill set point of view if they wish to make partner in a firm like Freshfields? Yeah, I guess a few tips would be, one, do your best at absolutely every task that's given to you. I think a lot of it is about building trust and there is a fair amount of grunt work, repeat work. You do it to the best of your ability and you move up the chain and get better quality work as you go along. I guess, secondly, it's quite helpful to have a little niche area where people in the firm begin to see you as a bit of a specialist and to go to you to ask for advice. And in my early years, I did an awful lot of rights issues and became a bit of an expert on those, particularly on the technical side of it, so that when other people then had to do a rights issue, they would quite often have to come and ask me how you get around a particular problem. So it's quite a, that was quite a good way of getting known. And thirdly, I think just be curious. Always want to understand what's going on, what's driving a deal or your client's position. Try and understand where they're coming from and just get totally immersed in it all. Yeah, that's really, really helpful. Some real nuggets of wisdom in there. So thanks for sharing that, Gareth. And I guess, how did you feel making partner? Did you always wish to be a partner? Was that the the goal or was it something that you sort of got more and more immersed into once you're in that environment? When I first joined, I had no intention of ever being a partner. I was very much of a mindset that I'll be going back to Leeds in a couple of years. But as you sort of begin to move up through the ranks, you get better quality work, more responsibility. It became a bit like a drug. You just couldn't give it, give it up, really. And I'm pretty competitive by nature. And you, you just want to see if you can make it yourself. So that kept me there. Yeah. And you did a sterling job there. And you played a key role in the establishment of Freshfields Legal Services up in Manchester. So tell us more all about that. Yeah, I loved doing that. I had no intention of getting involved in that. It happened sort of somewhat fortuitously, but I really enjoyed setting that up and especially giving a load of young would-be lawyers the chance to get Freshfields on their CV and people who never thought they had a chance of getting Freshfields on the CV. So that, that, was, that was great fun working with those really young junior lawyers an awful lot of them saddled with some of the crippling debts that they get going through university and law school these days. And it was great to see them get some quality work at a great firm that could really kickstart their careers. Yeah, no, well well said. And you did a tremendous job and you left Freshfields very much on a high. And, you know, most corporate partners who have had a really good stint decide to sort of take their foot off the gas and maybe play lots of golf and everything else. But I guess the competitive nature in you decided to set up the amazing top three legal. So for our listeners that are very much new to that, tell us more about it and what makes it different. Yeah, well, I had no plans to do anything when I was leaving Freshfields and the other main co-founder, Richard Fleetwood, who was also at Freshfields many, many years ago, he asked me if I fancied helping him set up an online legal directory to take on Chambers and Legal 500. And I thought, well, why not? You're right. 
this will be a challenge. Uh, they, they've got the market sewn up. Why don't we give it a go? So we started that. We launched just over two years ago, two and a quarter years ago. It was incredibly tough. I thought it would be more like a retirement hobby. And frankly, the hours doing top three legal have been just as brutal as doing M&A deals at Freshfields because I soon discovered that Asia Pacific region has been a great region for us. And there's a lot of people who were very early adopters of tech solutions down there. So again, the time difference has made that very difficult doing demos to them. But top three legal in essence is a platform that allows clients of law firms to find the best lawyer to instruct for each matter, informing them by knowledge and trust. So they typically set up what we call a team sheet on the top three legal platform, which is a private space, their in-house legal department effectively to collaborate with each other. And in it, in the team sheet, they have the profiles, all their external lawyers around the world, and they overlay those profiles with their own private recommendations and notes about the lawyers. So if they are then looking, say, for a tax lawyer in Singapore, they can see who their colleagues have used and who they would recommend in Singapore and what sort of work they've been doing for their company. And as the platform has grown, incredibly grateful to all the users for the feedback. When we started this, I had no idea what direction or what new features we would build. But as you get it off the ground, clients are constantly giving you great ideas for new features. And one lady GC suggested to us a few months ago that we should set up our own private network of GCs and senior in-house lawyers around the world. So we did that in about February called GC Hub. And we now have knocking on for 400 GCs and senior in-house counsel around the world who have joined that group. And they share their recommendations with each other on a name basis. So not just within their own company, but with a load of other in-house lawyers around the world at other companies. So that again, if you're looking for a corporate lawyer in India, you can now see one, who your colleagues have recommended. And two, you can see who the other 300 plus members of the GC Hub group have also recommended. And funnily enough, COVID-19 has been a bit of a help for us in that respect because a lot of the users of the platform have been using it to find COVID-19 lawyers in India, Bangladesh, all over. So that was one of the few bonuses of COVID-19. And what an amazing journey and what an amazing amount of stuff you've achieved so early on, some would say, with Top Free Legal. And I'm sure a lot of our legal listeners and lawyers sort of listening in are going to be very inspired and perhaps may even want to get involved with Top Free Legal. Is that possible? How can people potentially get involved with Top Free? Yeah, well, any in-house lawyer can register. There's no cost to use the platform and they can set up their own account. And if they would like to create a team sheet for their company and their colleagues, again, there's no charge, no cost for them to do so. We set it all up for them and then it's all ready to use. So it's very easy. And similarly, the private practice lawyers, it's a great way to build their own personal brands improve their market profiles. And again, they can register free of charge with a basic profile. They can take out a premium profile and share a lot richer information with all the other users. So anybody can sign up very quickly and easily. Fantastic. And for you, Gareth, what was, I guess, the motivation for you wanting to sort of get behind setting up top three legal? Was there something sort of burning away? What was that motivation? 
Well, whilst I was setting up the Legal Services Centre for Freshfields in Manchester, I got a lot more involved in tech solutions. So that got me somewhat curious. And I guess, though, the main driver was that I'd always wanted my own business. My father had his own business, and I've always had a desire to have my own business. Not sure I will do it again, though. Yeah, I know. Speaking as a fellow business owner, unless you're passionate about your business, it really is. Sometimes it can sort of just drag away or chip away at you. So I, I guess you just share that passion for wanting this to sort of be a success. And on the topic of successes, you know, you had the recent massive announcement of partnering with Chambers and Partners, which is super exciting. So have you got any other sort of big plans as part of that or anything else in the pipeline you can share? Yeah, I think. Really, now that we're part of Chambers and Partners, what we really want to do is leverage the Chambers brand, content and resources to scale up top three legal a lot quicker than we would be able to have done ourselves. It's a huge boost for us and we're already seeing the benefits of that with more clients signing up. And interestingly, more law firms approaching us asking to register all their firm's lawyers on the platform. So this week, we've got one of the leading South African firms, 168 of their partners will be registered this week on Top 3 Legal. And that's just them approaching us. So that's been one of the boosts of the the Chambers deal as well. You've been involved in some super sort of impressive corporate M&A deals throughout your career at Freshfields. But how easy was it to sort of make that deal with, with Chambers and Partners? Talk us through that process. Yeah, it's, it's very strange. My co-founder, Richard Fleetwood, was an M&A lawyer as well, so we did all the legal work ourselves. But crikey, it seems a lot more pertinent when it's your own deal and your own warranty liability and everything that you're, you're negotiating. So it was very strange doing that, but I'm still glad we did it ourselves. It was cheaper. Yeah, indeed, indeed. If you have the know-how in-house, why not? I'd love to say, you know, that's where you stop and, you know, you down tools and, and relax. But it's not the case because I also understand you're very passionate about mentoring and have a lot of mentees. So what do you particularly enjoy about mentoring and, and tell us more about that? Before even getting on to what I enjoy about it, I think, I think I'm incredibly grateful for a lot of the mentoring I had at Freshfields. So when I was starting out, there were certain partners there who were just effectively like fathers to me in terms of looking out for me, making sure I got the right work to develop my career and experience. And I've always been very grateful to those people, James Davis, Barry O'Brien, Gavin Darlington, some great lawyers and all taught you hugely different skills and really looked out for us. So that was fantastic. And whilst at Freshfields, Freshfields has some very good mentoring systems in place and the associates are given a mentor or they choose a mentor. And it was always incredibly rewarding to see your mentee develop and uh, to be able to sit there in partner meetings and look out for your associate, knowing that in years gone by, somebody else has been doing that for me. So again, you just make sure that your mentee is given the right breadth of work to develop them. I got a real taste from it at Freshfields. And Again, since I've been doing top three legal, so many people have been so helpful to me. I didn't have a clue about social media, for example, marketing, using LinkedIn to get the business out there. I didn't have a clue. And so many people have been so helpful, giving me a lot of time, free of charge. And it just seems an easy way to sort of put something back because there's a lot of people out there, particularly junior people starting out on their careers who 
you think you don't have anything to offer. You, you think you, you're sort of old and past it. But there's a lot of people out there who just want to hear and be able to have half an hour, an hour's chat with somebody who's been there and done some of this before and just to reassure them that they're within their rights to be demanding the right work or looking out for them financially. So I found that hugely rewarding. Absolutely. And that's really, really great, again, to hear some new ideas and, and new initiatives. And one thing I wanted to pick up there was around social media, because I still think there's a stigma connected to the sort of legal industry and social media. And people have fears that if they're to put something out there, I know you and I are big fans of LinkedIn and various other platforms, you know, well, what if there's a typo in that? Is that going to devalue my legal credentials and all of those things? What would you say to maybe legal professionals or people connected with legal businesses in terms of utilizing platforms like LinkedIn? I just think you've got nothing to lose. It's amazing how active so many of the top three legal clients are on LinkedIn. And without LinkedIn, I'm not sure we could have built top three legal in, in anything like the time frame we have, because it is just by far the best way to get your messaging out there. And you start off with no followers, no, you know, no connections, and you build it up. And before you know what's happened, you've got thousands of connections and people liking and sharing your messages, pushing your content out more widely. And again, there are a lot of people out there who are so willing to help you. And there's people like Alex Lowe, quite sad, but I look forward to his crazy video every Friday. Ask <laughs> Alex. Yeah. Yeah, and again, yeah, he tells me that he never had the nerve to do anything like that to begin with, doing a video. And yet, yeah, look at him now. I mean, some of his videos are just so clever. So I think you give it a go. You, you can't really go that far wrong. So get your message out there, build your personal brand, build your profile, and it's got to help you. Couldn't agree more. And it's, it's great hearing, you know, a, a former Freshfields partner and now a, a, an owner of a, a legal related business, you know, championing that. That's something I'm exceptionally passionate about as well is getting people to embrace the platform for good, you know, for the good of your business, for the good of your career and everything else that goes in between. And just to bring it back to mentors a little bit again, do you still have your own mentors now that you've sort of switched to entrepreneur? Do you have different types of mentors in terms of top three or legacy mentors that you still keep in touch with? Yeah, I've developed a whole new network of friends, contacts, mentors since I've been doing top three legal. And people like Alon Falak at Global Legal Group that guy has spent hours for absolutely zero benefit for him helping me out, suggesting new ideas to us, telling us what we should do tactically. And people like that are just invaluable to startups. And there's a huge community out there for startups. Legal Geek, Jimmy at Legal Geek. Again, these people are just so willing to give you their time and help you out. And they do so much good. And in fact, one of the ways I got into mentoring a lot of the women in law is through the Legal Geek Women in Law Mentoring Program. Yes, because I noticed and know you do a lot of work with them, which is great. So um, you definitely don't sit still, do you, Gareth? No, you've got to have something to do. I do worry that if, if I just sat here and did nothing, I'd be bored senseless. I, I don't quite want to work as hard as I have been working. But at the same time, can't just sit here doing nothing. And especially when we're not allowed to do that much outside at the moment. Yeah, no, absolutely. But on the topic of downtime, I know you mentioned you're a big Huddersfield fan. So alongside watching football, what do you do for downtime? My retirement present to myself was a little dog. 
So I spend a lot of time walking my dog. All the family holidays have changed enormously since he came along. So there's been a lot more holidays in England over the last couple of years. So I spend a lot of time doing that. I used to spend a lot of time cycling. I'd be gone for four or five hours every Saturday, Sunday morning. But that's proving very difficult now that my life has changed since I've got this dog. Um, (laughs) Dog's name? Otto. That is spooky because my wife really wants a miniature dash hound and wishes to call it Otto. So that is very, very spooky. So not only is there the less the the lead synergy, now there's the dog synergy. This is scary, Gareth. (laughs) Yeah, well, you'll love it. I'm going to say having a dog has been fantastic for the family as well. It has changed their outlook on a lot of things as well. So everything isn't all about the kids at the moment. It's about where can we take the dog today? What's the dog going to like to do? Which beach will the dog like? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, good stuff. And I guess I just want to link it back to maybe a more serious point, Gareth, if I may. We are in extraordinary times at the moment, and we do have a whole range of listeners that listen to the show, but also a lot of aspiring lawyers. And I think a lot of them are going to be really worried and concerned and not sure if they're going to get that break or not sure what they need to do. I mean, if you were to redo your career and you know you were thinking of trying to break into fresh fields now, what would you say to your younger self? Gosh, well, I agree. I think things are pretty tough at the moment. I think you've just got to keep persevering. You're bound to get knockbacks, setbacks along the way. You've just got to pick yourself up, be resilient and keep going and hope for a lucky break. And then when you get that break, you've got to make the most of it. But keep persevering. Don't give up. I do believe you make your own luck to a certain extent. And there's a lot of people out there looking to start their legal careers. And again, you see a lot of those on LinkedIn. And a lot of it is about making connections. And I get an awful lot of law students asking to connect with me on LinkedIn. And I accept everyone because I think, well done them for getting out there, getting their profile out there, giving it a go, commenting on people's posts, getting involved, learning a bit as they go along. And I think more and more of them should do that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a big, big advocate of that. I think engaging into platforms like LinkedIn and getting out there and speaking to you know inspirational people like yourself who have got such a proven track record is only going to help the next generation. And it's great that people like you are so willing to give people that time as well. And I guess on that note, if people want to follow or get in touch about anything that we've discussed today or learn more about Top 3 Legal, what's the best way and platform for them to do that? Through LinkedIn. Funnily enough, it's very strange. I think when I message people on LinkedIn, I would say I get a better response rate than sending people emails. And I think that's partly because people get fewer messages on LinkedIn. So you don't have a spam. They don't go into people's spam on LinkedIn. And because you don't get as many messages, you're more inclined to read them. So feel free to get in touch with me, contact me through LinkedIn. That's the best way. Great stuff. And do you want to give a, a shout out to the web link for the top three legal as well, if people want to give that a look in your any other social medias? Thanks very much, Rob. Yeah, people, please go to www.top3legal.com. Take a look. Uh, any questions, again, please just contact me. Very happy to show anybody how it works and to encourage everybody to get involved. 
Brilliant. Well, from all of us on the Legally Speaking podcast, Gareth, thanks a million for sharing your your insights, wisdom and telling us more about Top 3 Legal. It's been really, really inspiring. So we'd just like to wish you lots of continued success and all the team at Top 3 Legal. But for now, over and out. Thanks so much indeed, Rob.